<clears throat> Anybody have a question this morning? I know a couple weeks ago we were kind of looking at this. Um, if you go to Luke chapter 7, verse 35... Luke chapter 7, verse 35, it says, But wisdom is justified of all her children. Um, <clears throat> so we were kind of looking at that passage and what it was dealing with as we're kind of also looking at this topic of uh, baptism. Um, and so we kind of looked at that, we kind of looked at chapter 7, verse 35, wisdom being justified of her children, and that, um, again, there's the, the religious leaders, you just, nothing made them happy, right? Um, John came not eating or drinking, you know, not being around people like that, and, you know, they, they didn't like him. And then Jesus came. Uh, being around people and sitting with sinners and uh, eating and drinking with them, and then they, they didn't like him either, right? So they, there was just nothing that could make them happy. And so this is what Jesus is speaking about here in this passage. Um, he's trying to help them understand this generation. They're like children sitting in the marketplace, calling one to another, saying, we have piped unto you, you have not danced, we have mourned unto you, and you have not wept. So they're just, you can't do anything to make them happy. You know, they're, they're not happy about anything. He says, For John came neither eating nor drinking wine, and ye say, He hath the devil, the son of man, has come eating and drinking. And you say, Behold, a gluttonous man and a wine member offend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of all her children. So wisdom does have children. It's those who are actually wise and actually thinking through things, not just um, going by, by the whims. Um, but uh, wise children will look at what's being said and see where the wisdom is, okay? Um, and as Jesus is speaking here, the wise would then, again, look at the message that John is teaching, look at the message that Jesus is teaching, and the wise would then end up declaring that both John and Jesus were right. Um, again, they were preaching repentance for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They were to repent, right? Um, and we see... Um, both Jesus and John preaching this, um, the wisdom of that generation, or you could say the men of this generation, they were very critical. Um, again, they're just critical of everything, um, and, and that's what happens, obviously, um, you know, when, you know, again, it's all about me, it's all about self, nobody can make me happy, nobody can do it right. Um, and so when you think about this, uh, again, kind of going into how this all plays about, um, look back in, um, in the earlier part of the chapter in verse number 19, um, John is asking Jesus if, if he is the one, um, and then, of course, he's, Jesus tells them to go and show them all the things that he has been doing. Um, and then when you go back up to verse number 29, it says, And all the people that heard him and the publicans justified God, being baptized with the baptism of John. So 
what is the baptism of John? And is the baptism of John different than baptism today? Right? Because he says they were justified being baptized with the baptism of John. All the people that heard him and the publicans justified God being baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves, being not baptized of him. Right? So here's kind of the here's kind of the, the key issue that Jesus is trying to bring about is those who were publicans and sinners and things, when they heard the message, they received it and they were baptized with the baptism of John. The religious leaders, they heard the same message. They rejected it and were not baptized with the baptism of John. So is the baptism of John the same as what we would say our baptism is today? Or is the baptism of John different than what we would say our baptism is today? Maybe want to take a, a stab? Brother Jeff? Okay. Patterned after the baptism of John? Okay. Okay. Ron? Okay, so Ron's saying Jesus hasn't died yet, so obviously when we baptize today in baptism, we're showing a picture of the death, the burial, and the resurrection, right? In John's baptism, is this John's baptism a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection if there hasn't been a death, burial, and resurrection yet? Sure. How can it be a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection if there hasn't been a death, burial, and resurrection yet? Okay. Could still be an illustration, even though it do, they didn't know what they were illustrating. Okay. You concur. You concur. Okay. Miss Donna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That um, I think is that Matthew. Um, in Matthew chapter three, when we see John preaching in the wilderness, saying, "Repent, ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Right. So he's saying, "Repent." Right. Um, and let's see, in verse 5, Then uh, went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan and were baptized of him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth therefore fruit meat for repentance. Right? So he's saying you, you need to prove this, right? He says in verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Right? So he's talking about, John is saying, you know, he is baptizing um, 
right? And obviously when we baptize, in fact, Jesus says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So when John was baptizing, do you think he was baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost? I don't think so, right? There's no indication of that, right? That's not till Jesus tells us to do that. And again, the purpose of baptism today is the picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. So we have to kind of step back and say, okay, well then what is? Because again, Jesus specifically, right, if we look back there in Luke... Jesus says specifically they were being baptized with the baptism of John. Baptized with the baptism of John. So we've got to figure out what is this baptism of John? How does that have to play into today? Is there a correlation here? Because um, look with me in the book of Acts chapter 19. I'm just trying to, I'm throwing out a bunch of information here, and then we'll try to pick up the pieces and see what we can get with it, right? So, in Acts chapter 19, right? So, this is now under the ministry of Paul, right? Acts chapter 19. We do have the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ at this point, right? And... Of course, Jesus has ascended. The church has been started. But in Acts chapter 19, it says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? They said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? They said, Unto John's baptism. So here, Paul goes to Ephesus. He finds some believers he finds some believers, right? And he says, what were you baptized? He said, we were baptized unto John's baptism. Well, then what happens? Then said Paul, John verily baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, wait a minute. Weren't they already baptized under John's baptism? That's what it said, right? They said we were baptized into John's baptism. So then why is Paul rebaptizing them? If the baptism of John and our baptism today are the same, why is Paul rebaptizing them? Ms. Patty? Okay. Meaning can you, you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Is that just me or the lights flickering? I was, I was like, is my, am I blinking? I couldn't tell if I was blinking or if it was actually the lights flickering. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. Anybody else? Rob? I refer to Romans 6, verse 3 and 4. 
Romans 6, 3 and 4. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So meaning... So it is different, you're saying it's different than John's baptism. Our baptism today is different than John's baptism. Okay. All right. Because, yeah, go ahead. You were baptized by your brother <laughs> when you were kids? How many of you did that when you were kids, right? You want to practice, you know, hey, I want to baptize you. <laughs> Hold them under, right? <laughs> so they did not have faith then? So is salvation different in the Old Testament than in the New? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Here, here's what's really interesting. Most people have never even. Most people didn't even have. Don't even know that there are these two. When it, when people just say baptism, they just think there's only one baptism, right? But again, Jesus very clearly distinguishes between John's baptism and then obviously. When we have the, the epistles here, there's this other baptism, right? Because again, hold your place. Go with me to the book of Acts. Dennis, I saw your hand there. I'll get back to you in just a second. Because here's a verse that many people that teach um, baptismal regeneration, in other words, you have to be saved to be baptized, right? Use Acts chapter 2, verse 38. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, he says, Then Peter said to them, Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Right? So here it says we're supposed to be, we repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. Okay? John, baptizing for the remission of sins. Right? So they try to say, well, see, baptism is what saves you. Baptism is what puts you into salvation. Okay? And if we're, not, if we're not understanding these, it can really cause confusion, right? Brother Dennis? Yes. Right.
Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody else? Okay, so we're all clear on this now, right? <laughs> all right. Now, again, today, the word baptism, right, um, it basically gives us the thought of identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, right? That's what we find in Romans chapter 6. We're identifying with his death, burial, and resurrection, right? That's when we think of baptism today. But um, baptism did not begin, um, if I could use this, I'm going to use this word loosely here. Baptism did not begin with Christians, okay? Uh, If I could say that. And again, when I'm saying Christians, I'm talking about when the church started and, and things like this, okay? Um, before Christ, um, and some of you that may have gone to Israel, and you might pick up on what I'm saying here, um, before Jesus Christ came, okay, the Jews used a baptism in ritual cleansing ceremonies, Okay? Um, it was called a mikveh bath, okay, a mikveh bath, right? Um, and the mikveh bath was that very, it was what they referred to as a baptism, okay, because you would have to go into the water, be completely submerged, and then come out of the water, okay? Um, so when John presents baptism, this is not something totally foreign to the Jews, okay? Um, Now, um, I would say that most of them probably would not have wanted to be baptized in the Jordan River (laughs) because of just, you know, how the river was and things, right? But it was used, especially even in um, the ritual ceremonies of Gentile proselytes, So when a Gentile said they wanted to become a Jew, that was one of the things that they had to do as well. They had to take part in that ceremonial cleansing, okay? It was that mikveh bath, okay? Um, So John, and again, I I believe this is all under the inspiration of God, right? Uh, John took baptism that they already were familiar with, and applies it to the Jews themselves, right? Because again, for many of them, it had to do with a Gentile becoming a Jew, okay? Um, and there were, again, there, are cert- there were certain ceremonies and things that they would, they would do it, but specifically it had to do with a Gentile becoming a Jew, which is why when you see these, the religious leaders pushing back against this, why would we need to be baptized? right? We're already Jews. Why do we have to be baptized, right? Um, but what John is showing through this is it's not just the, the Gentiles that need cleansing, if you could say. It's not just the Gentiles that need to be made pure. Um, and so many believe John's message and were baptized by him. And that's why we find there in Matthew uh, chapter 3, um, 
it says, they, I mean, they went out to him from Jerusalem, all Judea, the regions about Jordan. I mean, you have all kinds of people coming out. And these are Jews. These are not the Gentiles wanting to become a Jew. These are Jews themselves. They're coming out to be baptized, right? And again, the baptism that John performed had a specific purpose in Matthew chapter 3, verse number 8. He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to, uh, to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So there is a baptism that John is speaking about, and then there's a baptism future tense that he's talking about as well, right? Um, and we're gonna, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But John the Baptist mentions the purpose of the baptism. He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, okay? And again, we see that, we saw that affirmed by Paul back in chapter 19, right? In, in uh, Acts chapter 19, he says, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. So John is pointing to the future, right? But he's using baptism to show, just as the Jews understood, baptism was a purifying ceremony, okay? It was not, it, it wasn't, and again, we've, we've got to really grasp this, because when a Gentile went into the mikveh bath, nothing changed about them, right? They were just considered, now they were considered to be clean, right? And now they would be able to become part of Judaism, okay? John is, is never teaching that baptism washes away sins. Never does John say that, okay? Um, and again, understanding who John is writing to in dealing with the Jews and understanding what they understood about the mikveh bath, even the Jews themselves did not think that somehow this baptism was, was washing away their sins. It was a ceremony. It was, a, it was part of something that was done, okay? It, it, it had never did it have anything to do with washing away of sins, Okay? John's baptism had to do with repentance, yes, that's what he says, that's what Jesus says, that's what Paul says, but it was a symbolic representation. Again, what is repentance? What? Okay, turning away, it's the, the word repentance simply means a change of mind, right? There is a change of mind, okay? So this baptism was a symbolic representation of changing one's mind, and going in a new direction, okay? And so they were, in Matthew 3, 6, it says, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins, okay? What are they doing? They're recognizing they're a sinner. They're acknowledging their sin and saying, hey, what we're doing is wrong, and therefore I want to turn away from my sin, and that symbolic representation of that is baptism, there, there's a turning away from their sin, okay? And this is why, what did Jesus, or excuse me, what did John tell the religious leaders when they came out to the Jordan? There's no repentance. You, you are not repentant. He says, show the proof, right? 
Show the proof of your repentance. That's why they, they would not be baptized uh, by John, right? Because being baptized by John demonstrated a, a recognition of one's sin. They recognized they were a sinner. There was a desire for spiritual cleansing. Again, there's the, there's the significance of the mikveh bath there. There's a desire for spiritual cleansing, cleansing. But in this, again, what is John pointing to? He's pointing to the one who is going to come. Okay? So when a person is coming to John, they're saying, look, I recognize I'm a sinner. Yes, I know I, I don't deserve the goodness of God. And so John is pointing to the one. And so through this baptism, they're showing their repentance, their change of mind, and their commitment to follow the one who is going to come. There is, there is a commitment not just to follow John, but to the one that John is pointing to. Now, again, at that point, at the beginning of John's ministry, nobody really knows who that is yet. Okay? But then when Jesus comes upon the scene, what's he do? He starts pointing to Jesus Christ. Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Okay? Now, really quickly, and I'm going to have to end here because we're already over a little bit. There were some like the Pharisees who came to the Jordan to observe John's ministry, but they had no desire to step into the water themselves. They had no desire to repent. They did not think they needed repentance. And this is what he says, and then and we'll stop right here. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? And this is what he says, bring forth fruit, meat for repentance. Bring forth fruit, meat for repentance. In other words, what's he saying? Show that you really are repentant. It's very obvious the publicans and the sinners and the prostitutes, and the, it's very obvious they are, they are repentant. They are turning from their sin. They're acknowledging their sin. They're turning from it. And they're wanting to put their faith in the coming Messiah. But the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious leaders, they had no desire to repent because they didn't think they had anything to repent of. And that's why he says, show forth fruit, meat for repentance. Show it. Show that you truly acknowledge that you are a sinner and that your religion cannot save you, your good works cannot save you. And he says, then you can, then you can do that. Right? Again, he's not saying that works save them, but he's saying show forth fruit of the repentance. There ought to be something that shows that you recognize you're a sinner and you're turning from your sin and turning to that one who's going to come. Right? We're going to have to stop there. I'm already way over. Um, we'll, we'll pick this up next week all right? Um, because it's, it's very important that we understand the difference between, between these two. All right? Let's go ahead and uh, we'll be dismissed, all right? Um, I was going to say scoot in, but we have aisles on both sides now. Isn't that great? Praise the Lord. All right, God bless you. You're dismissed. <laughs>